0: Live from the Fremont Theatre in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So, you know that feeling when you are a guest in somebody else's house and you are at your best behaviour and you sort of watch your hosts carefully and you watch what they're doing, where do they leave their shoes, and you know, how do they like their you know, um, dishes cleaned. Well, the thing is, when you are an immigrant, you feel like that all the time. You are a guest in somebody else's house. It turns out I have been an immigrant for almost 30 years. It is not really a surprise to me, but I have sort of tucked it away. Um, It stopped being important somewhere in year 15, perhaps. But with the way things are right now, with the climate, um, I have revisited this label that was given to me when I became an immigrant. And I landed on a term that kind of works for me, and that is the term accidental immigrant. I consider myself an accidental immigrant because I never started out thinking I was going to become an immigrant. So let me tell you a little bit about the journey that brought me to immigrant status. I was born in Venezuela, my parents are on well, were my father's is diseased, German. So I actually come from a long line of immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and dad moved to Venezuela in the 50s. My father had been working in a jam and jelly uh, factory in Germany and he didn't get a, uh, a promotion that he was hoping for. And so he decided, let's move somewhere else. And for a little while, he really considered coming to the United States because during the war, he was wounded by the Americans. (coughs) Really, he started being a soldier, he was a paramedic, and right away he got shot. And um, he also was taken by the Americans, um, and they took him to the medical facility that they had. the wound developed gangrene, and so he almost died. And in fact, they put, them, they put him in that area in the ward where the, uh, the patients are that you basically um, let him go. But he lucked out because they decided to try a new medicine on him. You might have heard of it penicillin. Yeah. And it saved his life. And <coughs> saved mine, too, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> So he was really interested in the idea of coming to the USA. But my mom had family in Venezuela. I told you I was from a long line of immigrants. Well, they had moved to Venezuela in the 1800s. So Venezuela was the logical choice. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad they went there, because I wonder if we had come to the States, if I uh, had been brought up bilingual and biculturally the way I did. So my world growing up in Venezuela was very much a bubble of other immigrant families, similar kind of situation. Um, But I was never aware that I was an immigrant and I felt Venezuelan 100% if you had asked me then. Um, But obviously, the German side was pretty strong too. Um, But when it came time to go to college, I didn't really want to go to Germany, and I really didn't want to stay in Venezuela. I wanted to come to the coolness Mecca, which was the USA. <laughs> you see, I grew up watching all these TV shows Echizada um, when I was little, Bewitched. Mi Bella Genio, I Dream of Genie, oh my God, best shows ever. <laughs> And then when I became a teenager, I would watch Los Angeles de Charlie, uh-huh. Charlie's Angels, Farrah Fawcett, Woohoo! We all wanted to have that hairdo. Doesn't work in the tropical, humid <laughs> environment. Didn't ever stick. Um, which other shows? Starsky y Hutch. Yeah. Starsky Hutch. <laughs> El Bote del Amor. Love Boat. Yeah. Yeah, and then, oh, what was, oh, <laughs> La Isla de la Fantasia, <laughs> Fantasy Island, <laughs> El Avión,
1: <laughs> El Avión, yeah, you
0: guys seen it. And then, of course, there were all the, all the movies. Um, my favorite, I watched it six times in the cinema because at that point, you know, VCR and Betamax, all that stuff didn't really um, take off for a while. Um, Vaselina. Grease. Oh.
1: And then my other favorite
0: was La Guerra de las Galaxias. Oh. Star, Wars. Star Wars. Good stuff. So of course, I wanted to come to the States, and I did, and I landed in South Carolina. I know, right? So people always ask me, like, what the heck? why? Uh, wait, what? And so at the time, I mean, now I've come to think of it as destiny, it was, I, it was meant to be. But at the time, um, my sister was in Chicago and she was like, mm, don't come north, it's cold and <laughs> dreary. And I had had five years of English and I wanted to use the English I had learned in Florida just too many Venezuelans and Cubans. I was like, no, I want to go somewhere where I can actually <laughs> learn English. And to be honest, I had I no difference between South Carolina and Oregon, say. <laughs> There's New York and California, and the rest is just the USA. <laughs> so I landed in South Carolina and Of course, it was nothing like the movies or the TV shows. (laughs) Um, But you know what, it turned out to be perfect for me because the University of South Carolina was advertising heavily in Venezuela, so when I got to South Carolina, there were about 100 other Venezuelans there. And that was great because you get so homesick when you're away from home. And this whole idea of assimilation and you should be absorbed by the culture, It is tiring to be thinking in English all day long, so I was so, so glad to have people that I could just be with and not have to think. You don't have to explain yourself with people that come from where you come from. They get you, right? So I also found out a lot about my venezuelan side Um, like growing up in venezuela i would never dance salsa that was like no that's just not cool (laughs) and i learned to dance salsa in in south carolina because (laughs) of you know the fact that i was surrounded by all these venezuelans but the most important part of and why i consider it to be destiny is that i met my gringo there (laughs) (laughs) And my gringo was a pretty special guy, pretty uh, open-minded and and, uh, definitely a good person to be around when you were an international student because he got that. He just was okay with all that. And he is the reason I went from being a foreign student to an immigrant because I married him and so that changed my status. So when I married him, um, we decided it was, uh, we were going to start our family, and we wanted to be around family, right, extended family. So Venezuela at that point was already spiraling down, and, you know, I'm glad we didn't go there. And to be honest, I became an adult in this country, so I felt more comfortable here than, than I would have at that point in Venezuela. So we ended up coming to this state, which when I first met him and he told me where he was from, I was like, I don't know where that is. <laughs> He's a California. I'm, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and so we ended up moving to Oregon, and uh, you know, and uh, this, is, this is great, I love Oregon. This is, you know, and it, it, it felt like home, and it still feels like home. And like I said, that's why eventually I stopped thinking of myself as an immigrant. But again, things have changed a little bit in the outside world and um, I now work with very many uh, immigrant families myself. Uh, I'm a teacher and there is a whole lot of fear right now with the way things are. there's a group of Latino parents that are, have been meeting now in my, at my school and some of the stories just break my heart. Lately, they've been talking about like how they, they're making, you know how you make an, an like, earthquake preparedness plan, like, oh, we're gonna meet at the mailbox and all this stuff? Well, they're doing that for if somebody gets separated or taken by La Migra or ICE, and so, you know, it just breaks my heart. And now you're hearing all these stories about, you know, things happening to to, to people. Um, and I have not been out of the country. I I have a green card, and it could happen to me. It's likely it's not going to happen because I have white privilege, you know. So, but you don't know, right? So... The thing about immigrants is that what we really, really want is to feel like we belong, like we count, like we contribute in this household that we are now calling home.